Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. (laughs) Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. You know, bears don't make me happy anymore. Best case scenario, Matt Hamilton, is I'm polyamorous at some point where I love the bears and the chief. But right now, trial separation with the bears. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. It is a Tuesday. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. It is a Tuesday, which means we will have What Matt Missed coming up next segment. <laughs> uh, that'll, be a, that'll be a, a, a fun one there. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. And we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. I want to talk a little bit about Jordan Love today. Jason Wilby was interesting yesterday as he kind of mentioned that I feel like we're all in the honeymoon phase with Jordan Love, and I don't think that's wrong, but I want to know how long this honeymoon phase should last. Like, let's say he goes out again, and he's up and down in the Detroit game, and it depends when these ups and downs are, absolutely. That's all context to it. But if he gets through the first quarter of the year... And he is at 55% completion percentage, and his yards per attempt are low. That's not advanced analytics. Like, for an example here, Aaron Rodgers' first year, I think it was about 64% completion percentage, but his yards per attempt uh, was over seven. Right now, Jordan Love's sitting at 55, and it's around six. And then you, you have to. It could be the Bear game makes those numbers even better. And the Bear game was almost an outlier because they're literally the worst defense, I think, in every category in the NFL. <laughs> so you have to account for where does that live. So when he's played two defenses that are not dumpster fires, the numbers have been more pedestrian. But he could have he still could have a great game against Detroit. And he's definitely a good player. And he's definitely, I think, exceed expectations. But the other question is like, how close to his ceiling is he, Matt Hamilton? He's a He's a fourth-year player in this offense, in this system. He's been in the right. NFL. Like, this, none, like he knows his offense backwards and forward. If he was a rookie, my excitement meter on Jordan Love would be, I would say, three times higher than it is. I think he's going to be a very good NFL player. I don't see star. I don't see superstar. But I see, I guess, what's you call Jim? What do you, what do you call Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill? Game manager? No, he's better than that. Glorified game, game manager? If he is, like, what's that? Glorified game manager? Uh, no, again, I would <laughs> no, say like I game understand. manager plus. I think he's Alex Smith 2.0. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith was athletic. He can make some plays with his feet. You know, I, he can I don't want to call him a game manager because he, That's not he, fair. He, he, yeah, you're right. It's not fair because he has gone off script and made plays with his feet, made plays by extending uh, the play and getting out of the pocket and being able to find a receiver. So that's definitely uh, above a game manager's pay grade. And I think the easiest way, honestly, the simplest way I describe Jordan Love so far and where I think he's going to cap out is a guy you can win football games with. A guy you could win a Super Bowl with. But not a guy you're going to win because of. Okay. And that's different. The Packers yeah. have had 30 years of guys that you win because of. 
He right now, and I remember Aaron Rodgers. There was a. It's a different. It was different, even in year one of Aaron Rodgers. Like just the eye test, the, everything was different. And saying Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers is not saying that Jordan Love is not a good football player. Like right. so, I think Jordan Love is a guy. You might win as many Super Bowls with Jordan Love as you do with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not. I'm not even trying to take a shot at Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying that the sure way sounds like it. the way you the way you build this team could be in a way that could be structurally make more sense to that sets up a better overall team. Like Eli Manning's an interesting case, right? Is he a Hall of Famer? He's got two Super Bowls. Is Joe Flacco like these are all players who were Pro Bowl MVP candidates at times? Good, not great, or great, not. Extra great. I don't know how you want to break them down. Right. What words you want to use, but I that and I think that that'd be a big that'd be a big hit for the Packers though. If the Jordan Love turns out to what I think he is, which is a Jimmy Garoppolo, so it's like a it's a top it's like a fringe like twelve top twelve quarterback like in that twelve because look look even his draft class he's the fifth best quarterback in his draft class and I don't think he's climbing out of that. You got yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts, you got Tua, you got Joe Burrow, and you got Justin Herbert. So just in that class, I don't see. I mean, granted, Jordan. this year he's got Burrow's number and stats, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like, doing it. it. I'm just that's, saying that's stupid, Matt. Don't be disingenuous. Like, get out of here with Joe's that. Joe's had a pretty rough start, but I'm, I'm just kidding. He's not jumping Joe Burrow because he had a better three games this season than Joe. Joe's made it to the, the and, ship. Yeah, he's made and, it to the big show. And he, I think, got to the AFC Championship and has like one leg currently. Like he, no, like, yeah. totally. So, like, I'm just, I'm just. There you Crack go, Brad Hamilton is overreaction Tuesday. You heard it right here. <laughs> Jordan Love, better than Joe Burrow. Better than Joe Burrow. So, straight out of Matt Hamilton's mouth. 844-770-3776. Couldn't even throw for a touchdown last night, that Joe Burrow. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just he's bum. Bum. So, I also want to get to this, which is Deion Sanders, <laughs> who I absolutely love. Yeah. And honestly, if you don't love him, I... I I'm not. It's nothing like against you. I just can't wrap my brain around why you don't like Deion Sanders because he is a lot of flash, but he's old school. He puts in the work. He cares about the players. He cares about doing what's right. There's videos of him talking about the players are going to carry themselves well on campus. Mm-hmm. There's accountability from him. So all the old school thing that all the old heads would love, Deion has it all. Do he you all, believe? But he also has supreme confidence that he is basically instilling into his players like he's he's like transferring it mm-hmm. to them and that is impressive and that's something we should be glorifying it's not his fault you can blame it on ESPN you can blame it on Fox or just blame it on the people because you know what's happening people are flocking to see Deion Sanders coach these games that's not a Fox thing that's not an ESPN thing that's a you thing yeah they're not making you do it ESPN is not Prying your eyeballs open, clockwork orange style, saying, watch Deion Sanders. What you're doing is, week four, Colorado, Oregon, 10 million views. Uh, Then you had week three, Colorado State, Colorado, 9.3 million views. Colorado TCU, 7.2 million views in week one. And 8.7 million people watched Nebraska take on Colorado in week two. That is nobody's, and that's not, that's Fox for some of those. ESPN is one of those, NBC is the other. So that's every network. Right. And that's you tuning in. Nobody is forcing you to do it. If you didn't like the game of the week, you could just not watch it. You know what you're doing? You're watching it. So I don't blame Deion Sanders for this. 
But uh, people are up in arms over that, Matt Hamilton. What are they up in arms about? The fact that he... Too much hype for Dion. Oh, I mean... The team won one game last year! Right, no, I mean, he he's done a great job with uh, what he's come into. Like, the fact that he... What was it, 70-some transfers? Just about there. In the transfer portal, like 74? That's crazy. That's unheard of. The guy is truly going to change the game, uh, at least in some capacity at this uh, college level. I think it's great. And then I think it's even better that Dion just kind of does Dion. Like, he wears his hat, he wears the sunglasses, and all these other people calling him out. It's like, man, like... Calling them out on social media for being too much of social media. Well, what they're trying to do is draw some of that attention to their program. Right, that's, that's my like, point. There is no reason that... Th- these guys who are calling... Like, who is... What was the guy? The Oregon. Jay Norvell. The, yes. Our Oregon head coach? Or Both of them did it. The Oregon coach and Jay Norvell did Well, yeah. it was a little different with the Oregon coach. Was, but Jay Norvell did call him out on a radio, his own personal radio show at Colorado State. Right. And I'm calling out Norvell because you were just looking for some people that get interactions with the clicks and bring a little attention to your school because Dion right now has the FBS world. They might not be a top 25 ranked team anymore. Uh-huh. But you better believe they're going to get top 25 ranked team numbers for people watching the game because people care about Deion Sanders and what he's doing right now. People also care about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Front office sports. 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jersey sales. (laughs) Travis Kelsey and his brother's podcast ranked number one overall on Apple. Kelsey has added 383,000 Instagram followers. 24.3 million viewers watched that trash football game of the Chiefs murdering the Bears on live television. 63% jump in female viewers 18 to 49. Three times increase in Chiefs searches on the web. Three time increase of Chiefs sales on StubHub. And the Chiefs have sold more tickets in a single day since the start of the season. And every Swifty and every fantasy league wants... Uh, Kelsey, and you get a King's Ransom for him. That one's just my own little note, but... That would be... I should start pitching out my Travis Kelsey in one of my leagues because I'm pretty sure there's a Swifty in there. 844-770-3776. Who's a bigger star? Deion Sanders. I want to put it like this. Who's a bigger draw for football fans? Deion Sanders or Taylor Swift? Because for Taylor football Swift, fans, Taylor Swift drew more. Well, you're saying for football fans, football fans no, no, who's are a bigger care draw? more about. No, here's a bigger who's a bigger draw for football. For football. For football. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Who is a bigger draw for football? Deion Sanders or Taylor Swift? Undeniably Taylor Swift. Because people that are into Deion, we're already into football. That's how they know about Deion. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are bringing in people that don't know a first down from a touchdown. This is going to be exciting. There's a lot of people that are going to be more in tune with what's going on, at least in Kansas City and a little bit in the NFL, because of Taylor than what Dion does. So they used to say this is an old school thing, like the mom test. Does your mom know who Dion Sanders is? Does your mom know who Taylor Swift is? Like my mom would know who Taylor Swift is. My my mom would not know who Deion Sanders is, even though one of the few jerseys I ever owned in my life was a Deion Sanders Dallas Cowboys jersey, which okay. I wish I still had. But yeah, that's I, cool. I, I don't anymore, unfortunately. But I love Deion. I was a big Florida State fan growing up, so like, because when I was here, the Badgers were 
really bad uh, for until I was about 16 years old. So I, I really liked Florida State. So I liked Deion Sanders, and he was fun to root for. But if let's do it the wife test. Your wife, obviously, we're in the sports world. Yeah. But your wife knows more about uh, Taylor Swift than Deion Sanders. Yeah. My wife is like... Uh me when it came to like Game of Thrones, just like refu- I refused to watch it uh-huh. while everyone else was because it was so popular. I was like, I don't, I don't need to be a part of that. Yeah, my wife does not is not a Taylor Swift fan, okay. but is fully aware. Not totally sure she'd know who Deion Sanders is. Right. Uh, I, I, it's surprising that like I'm not anti Taylor Swift because here's the thing: I know so many of her songs. Like they're just it's in inertia. It's just in right. your life. Like I don't even know I knew the words to that song um, that the Badger football player the uh, she wears short skirts I wear t shirts like that song they play it at Badger games right now. like even if you don't think you know Taylor Swift songs you know them because they're playing them at football Taylor Swift the entire stadium was singing the Taylor Swift song at the much to the chagrin of the olds in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel <laughs> I don't know if you saw this people are mad that they're playing modern music now at Camp Randall. I, I want to be off that group now of like, it was loud, it was better the second time, and I had no problem with the choice of music. But Taylor Swift was playing, every, the whole stadium was singing, just right. like Sweet Caroline, and uh, what's the other one everyone sings? The Build Me a Buttercup. Build Me a Buttercup. Everyone sang those, and then everyone sang Taylor Swift. That whatever the, What is the name of that song? Build me a buttercup? No. No, no. Where are you, Prime? Oh, no, I'm trying to post the poll over here. The for Taylor you guys. Swift song. The Taylor, I don't Someone will call it. Yeah. The she wears short shorts. She wears shorts. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I wear t shirts. She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Wow. There you go. I believe it might be a cheer. I think it's cheerleader. I can't. I don't really know T Swift that well. Check the talk and text line. I'm sure somebody knows it. Yeah, we'll check into that uh, after the break. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. I do want to tell you about Carbon World Health. I was working out there today. Had a, it was you can ar- tell. Jim. Yeah, you can it, was, tell. it was arm day Shredded. at Carbon World Health. And, you know, I had been working through last week uh, a little bit of a cold, so I didn't get there as much as I wanted to. I think Thanks. I, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not giving it back to me by wearing your mask today. Fair enough. Uh, but, <laughs> look, I've, I've shamed myself uh, for it. I said, you know what? It just was out of cold and flu season, so it's just out of practice. And there. I was like, you know what? Going forward, next time I'm sick, I'm just going to wear the mask to, to keep you safe in here, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> but anyways, I had a cold unrelated to Matt Hamilton's cold, maybe. I don't <laughs> maybe. know. Anyways, I worked out at Carbon World Health. It's part of my regimen there. I take semi-glutide. It's helped me lose weight. I'm down about 9.5% body fat. I'm around 195 pounds. And also, the body fat part is important because that means I'm keeping my muscle mass. And that's what semi-glutide does. It helps you burn fat, not muscle. So as part of a a good diet and working out, semi-glutide can get you to where you want to be. If if that's not the right thing for you, Dr. Nestor Rodriguez can find the right one. Maybe it's hormone optimization that you need. Maybe it's recovery. Maybe it's red light therapy or cryo. Whatever it is. Look, I saw Tyler Wall there. They posted up on their Instagram. Tyler Wall of the Badgers. I saw a picture of him uh, working out, or not working out, but doing the cryo at Carbon World Health. If it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you. This is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
back with Rutledge and Hamilton. Well, at least I'm back. The Hamilton Show. It's the Hamilton Show currently because Jim just walked out of the office, but... Jim's just too good for us. That's okay. Just, we, we don't need him. Ryan, did we ever figure out the name of that Taylor Swift uh, song? Yes, it was You Belong With Me. That song was supposed to be played next, but Jim Rutledge running out of the studio really threw me off my game. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> hey, it's fair enough. At least we got to the bottom of that situation. I'm... We're getting I'm, there. I'm oh. glad we figured that out. Look who's returned from his siesta. Jim Rutledge back in studio. Who would think? You see, chill out. What was I going? 30 seconds? Yeah, but it was <laughs> right on the bump the right show. when we started. <laughs> Why did someone grab me? I, if I, you, and you, needed here, a, you needed a little caffeine boost, so I thought it was the Hamilton show for a second. Well, actually, I'm annoyed, to be fully honest here. It took me longer than I wanted to. I had set some waters in the fridge uh, to be able to get one a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. All gone. All of them gone. I used to just load that thing up thinking there'd be plenty for the week. Right. That's why we have this fridge here. Yes, I should have done we're that. We're going to have to save yeah. some space. Yeah. We've Bad. Been, we were thinking with our, not fully, because we just loaded it with Coors Light. Right. It's just back to the brim with Coors Light. Right. We should save some spot for actual hydration. Right. Right. Well, apparently we can't trust the people here. Yeah. We're going to have to use our own fridge. I wouldn't take something out of the fridge. 844-770-3776. It's how you get into the show. Would you take something out of the fridge if you didn't put it in? Um, if it was something like the the water that I used to replace, yeah. I would grab a warm one yes, and put it in. But that's what I mean. So, so like, I, yeah, I would take it, yeah. but I would certainly replace it. Right. So in, in this scenario, there should be a water in there for me. You would think. <laughs> but there is not. Common courtesy doesn't always run deep. Not always common, Matt Hamilton. It's true. At least at least they weren't taking a line of Kugels from me. That's right. I I would be upset if anyone laid a finger on my line of Kugels. Because they got so many great flavors for so many great moments. Right now, I am just trying to get that taste of fall. They've got... That delicious Wisconsin Amber, it is one of the most delicious beers out there. Right now, this fall season, go see the colors changing, build a little campfire, have a nice Wisconsin Amber. There is not a whole lot better. There's a ton of great flavors for you, too, at Line of Kugels, and you can get those delicious flavors of Line of Kugels wherever you get beer, but you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. All right, let's play What Matt Missed and Rutledge and Hamilton live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Context is important. Oh, man. Except when you're an Olympic gold medalist. Honestly, I have no idea who it is. Here we go, yo. Obviously, go, he's talking about some um, maybe. It's time for What Matt Missed on Rutledge and Hamilton. So we've missed Matt Hamilton for quite a while here on the show. You were out, what, four days last week, Matt? Well, three days, technically. We only had, uh, we didn't have our show on That's Friday. right. That's we right. We had Wisconsin College Game Day because it was a huge college football weekend, wasn't there, Matt? It was a big college football weekend. I I, I got in for a little 15 minutes with you guys, too. Oh, I yeah, took the time out Thursday. there. You, you threw your locks down. Yeah. You, uh, you, you did pretty well in that game, but there were some teams who didn't do quite so well this past weekend. But first... I want to play you a clip from a winning coach from this past college football weekend. See if you can tell me who this is. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference. 
right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass. Right? It's gonna be played on the grass. Let's go. Matthew, who I do you mean, think that was? I mean, it sounds like you're somebody on the Huskers team because that was a corny speech, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> with what he was talking about. That was the, the Oregon coach. No idea who he is. Uh, Dan Lanning. Maybe he should go for a couple more clickbaits and I know who the heck he is. Well, you know what? I knew he was the Oregon coach. You though. know what he did, though? He brought ESPN into the locker room to film he that. Did. Oh, that was really nice of him to uh, get a little clickbait for himself. He sure did. I mean, be sure. more of a hypocrite. Yeah, that that whole thing is just got I will say, corn written all over it. At the end of the day, Oregon sure did speak with their pads. They won 42 to 6. Yeah, they're a better they football did. team. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know why you're all, I don't, not you, but I don't know why people are all up in arms over Deion Sanders. I don't think people are up in arms about it. I think people are just oh, really? a little. They're more annoyed. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Danny Cannell they're, is very upset. Danny Cannell. Okay, that's one person though, Jim. That's <laughs> he one person. He's a, not everyone. He represents a, a sect. There was plenty of people that sect, liked his post. But I think there are a fair number of people, and especially college football fans, who are a little annoyed about the the hype surrounding Dion and how his conversation is dominating the entire college football conversation. But like that's. Life, you're mad about Alabama. Like people are just mad about everything. Then you're mad about Alabama. I think, I think the problem there is Georgia, that, or the fact that people are mad that Taylor Swift was shown so often on the on the feed. I think that's part of what it is, is that fans of college football or the NFL are annoyed of these other fans coming in from like fresh. Oh, new don't fan like bases. what I like. No, no, it's kind of what it is though. People yeah, are like, it's hey, like the sellout want, people want are the be, worst. Right. Oh, you're a sellout. What do you think Pearl Jam didn't want to make money at some point? Like, right. Sorry. Like, Playing for a case of beer and a free ride home is not gonna just cut it when you're, yeah. I, you're a family. It's for the love of the music, Matt. What are you talking about? Yeah, for the love of the tunes. All right. Well, there was somebody else who didn't love what another person had to say about his team this past weekend. Let's see if you can tell me who this was, Matt. Try to like know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team. Oh. What he said about our team. I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio, and it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. Matt, who's talking about that tough team? Um, uh, You're going to be shocked. I don't actually know his first name, but his last name is Day? Yep, Ryan Day. Yeah, uh, Ohio State coach. Um, Correct. Holtz, I think. Lou Holtz, first former, of all, former he's like head coach. He's 86 of, uh, years old. The guy's, like, given notes to read. I don't think he's had a stream of conscious thought of his own. For no a... one uh, elder hater, Matt Hanlon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't. So you got for... guys like Kerb Herbstreet that are, like, younger, and then you're going to throw Lou Holtz out there and just be like, hey, pick a team and throw your favorite hat on. Like, the guy's kind of a cartoon character at this point anyway. Like, Whatever Lou Holtz says, like, why are you, why are you getting so upset about it? So, for a little more context, Lou Holtz appeared on the Pat McAfee show from South yeah. Bend on Friday and said they were soft. He said Ohio State is soft because over the past few years, teams of college football pundits have accused Ohio State of being overly soft. That's why they've lost to teams like Michigan and Georgia the big and games, Alabama. Right? The big games, yeah. yes, exactly. That's why they can't stack up. Mm-hmm. And then they played a game like against Notre Dame where they drove down the field to win the game and they punched the ball in on the goal line, even though Notre Dame had 10 guys on the field at the time, so it wasn't that strong after all. But obviously Ryan Day, very excited for his team. But yeah, calling out an 86-year-old man who is just basically promoting his former school, 
feels like uh, you know, yeah, but Ohio you against the world. You maybe can a little promote over, your school over. without trying to tear someone else down, okay, right? But, and I just, Ohio State, just you are big brother. Like, just chill, man. Nobody, yeah. Like, you're trying so hard to find some sort of yeah. bulletin board material. Do, do, do you want to, like, there's just... I want to be the underdog so bad. Right. Well, that's what that's what Dan Lanning did with Oregon too. Yeah. With the Ducks. Make Oregon, us- excuse me. All right. So the next one I got here for you guys. We're moving past college football, but I think you're gonna know what this one's about because it's in the it's in the audio itself. But tell me if you can figure out who's saying this, Matt. I'm not into Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, so try somebody else for that. I, I could care less. I don't care if uh, Taylor Swift's nude in the box. I'm not that interested. I'm sorry. I could care less uh, against the Bears. Uh, that that I can't that I can't buy. Uh, I'm more wrapped up in what the Bears are up to and they stink than I am about that. Matt, that voice slightly familiar. Yeah. That sounds like angry puppy Russo. So is that Mad Dog Russo? That would be Mad Dog Russo <laughs> talking about how he doesn't care about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. He just wants to t- talk about how bad the Bears are. First of all, that second part of his take is so wrong. Which part? I'm not going to reference what wrong, what part, oh, but if you yeah. can put it together, <laughs> he's wrong. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's pretty wrong. But uh, <laughs> hey, at the end of the day. People, he might not want to talk about T-Swift and Travis Kelsey, but people obviously do, as Jim Rutledge pointed out. 24 point whatever million people tuned in for that game? 24.3 or something. 24.3 for a game that was an absolute blowout from start to finish. Yeah. But honestly, that was probably better for those Swifty fans because the fact that it was a blowout gave them more opportunities to just pan up to Taylor. Well, it's better for the broadcaster. I know Greg Olson was on the call. I can't remember who was doing play-by-play, but dear God. I mean that game was they had to do it basically they had to do Rutledge and Hamilton for the game because <laughs> it was a blowout. Yeah, it was like a baseball game where it's just literally the two guys just talking about like, so what did you eat for today there? Eat today there, Kevin? Oh, you know I had a good uh, knuckle sandwich just like the Bears are right now. It was a uh, pretty a little better than what these guys are dealing with. But anyways, I'll skip to the final one. Uh, so see if you can tell me who this uh, another coach speak here, but see who you, you can tell me who this is chiming on T Swift Travis Kelsey. Uh, relationship. Taylor Swift was in attendance to watch Travis Kelsey's game with his mom in the box. Seems like they may be the new it couple. Where do you fall on that? (laughs) Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that Travis Kelsey's had a lot Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. (laughs) This would be the biggest. (laughs) Matt, who is that talking about Travis Kelsey's catches? Ah. Come on. I know this one. I'm yeah. blanking on her name. No, her. It's, no it's it, not. Who is the part at the end? Oh, I have no idea. No idea. Bill Belichick. That was Bill Belichick? Yeah. Yes. Oh. I honestly was trying to think of who uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the radio person was. I think it's local. I think it's New England. Yeah, it was so, just I don't, uh, so you were wrong. Whoever you were thinking yeah, was not definitely <laughs> wrong. Made a mistake. Provided too much context. On that <laughs> yeah, guys. Right, that was, either uh, way, because I, I initially I like, who it. is that? And then I heard the Belichick part, and I was like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do have one more for you guys. It's a little more fun one. Uh, All right. It'll be uh, close to home. We'll say that. Here you go, Matt. Who better than to give us a great recap of where these teams are after three weeks using the star of the NFL, Taylor Swift. Hi! 
Brandon Staley's the problem, it's him. Aaron Rodgers, Rod should be the quarterback, the quarter, but it is Zach Wilson. People don't like him. Matt? <laughs> Who's that impersonating Taylor Swift? Ben. Brust. Ben Brust? I have no idea. That's Dude. Evan Cohen of all sportsmen like. Come on. I didn't know who it was. All right. A little, little hint about Evan. He loves Taylor Swift and Mean Girls, the movie. Like, okay. So, yeah. I would all say. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Does Ben sound like he's from New York? No. Evan's got a very clear New York accent. <sighs> Honestly, it's he's not like super close thick because he's so a professional was, broadcaster, I, I, but it's clearly he a New York of, accent. He, I don't want to say he led me astray because he, he was giving me a clue, but I was thinking like actual proximity close to home, not like we just interviewed the guy. I know, like but a like week ago. it's <laughs> also like the third time he's been a part of this I know, game. I play him like every week. And I'm literally two for every three. week. And I'm two for three, guys. You We're are not a, a winner, job. Matt Hamilton, <laughs> when it comes to identifying Evan Cohen, but you can be a winner when it comes to playing. At Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison, go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Over $12 million in jackpots last month alone. This month is going to be better. Go be a winner. It's a rainy day. Make your day better. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. This is the love song every Packer fan is singing to Jordan Love, Mr. Matt Hamilton. We know Warsheim is. Warsheim, really, honestly, I would say is the biggest Jordan Love fan on the show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. It's a low bar. (laughs) He is Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. You can get to the show, 844-770-3776. Uh, Dave from Deerfield, our lunch friend, said Lou Holtz left Arkansas and Minnesota on probation, went to the Jets and quit before the season was over, then left Notre Dame and South Carolina on probation and uh, used brown nosing to get into the College Hall of Fame disgusting person. I have a photo with uh, Lou Holtz. I don't yeah. I don't like Lou Holtz. Really? I, I, I didn't realize there was this much hate for the guy. I, the dude is not my cup of tea. I'll, I, I know will leave Lou Holtz. Is the guy that throws on the weird hats when he picks a team to win. That's the oh, like he was literally a cartoon character as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm out on Lou Holtz. I'm not. That's not my my thing there. If you want to be a Lou Holtz fan, that's fine. But he, I would say he is a phony. Uh, JB from the V chimes in. Do you know something? Ryan Day is not against. He's not against just for men. The beard dye job is cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 844-770-3776. We are asking you, uh, who is the bigger star, T-Swift or primetime? Well, actually, so it is, who is a bigger draw for football, Taylor Swift or Deion Sanders? 69% of you say Taylor Swift. Now, the other thing we want to talk about, I just kind of teased it there. Primetime Walshheim, the biggest Jordan Love fan on the show. Yeah. I want to ask you, 844-770-3776, how close to his ceiling do you think Jordan Love is? Close to his ceiling? Yeah. You know, I would have to... So, 
I think we've seen him physically. Like, I don't think he's going to become, like, more athletic or bigger, you know, be able to throw bigger bombs than he does now. And Right. I think the only thing that I worry about with him is, especially the deep ball accuracy, as we saw in that Saints game for the first three quarters. He missed a lot of guys, but I think if he can start to nail that down and stay consistent, you know, short of the 20s, over the middle of the field, which I feel like he really has been, I could see him being a fringe top 10 quarterback. Though I just, do I see him ever being in that elite like superhero tier of like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers at his peak, Patrick Mahomes? No. But I think he could be, shoot, even close to like what Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins in that realm. And honestly, I think that is good enough to win a Super Bowl, but it just requires a really good team around him. So could he I'd be say, good enough to be Dak Prescott? Yeah, he could be Dak Prescott. Okay. In, in which case, I would say, I would I'm think saying, Jordan Love at, is at 70% of Look at the teams his, that have been uh, around Dak Prescott and look how far they've gotten. Yeah, like, they've you, had really good teams. I'm but, just not sure if yeah, having a, someone like a Dak Prescott is enough. I mean, it's not necessarily, but I would say that there's been like, bigger coaching issues or like them yeah, shooting true. themselves in the foot. True. I mean, it's the Cowboys at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing this for the last 30-whatever years. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at the 49ers, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, and I certainly believe that Jordan Love could be better than Jimmy G was and is. Okay. I don't think you're wrong. I'm not, I, don't, I definitely don't think you're wrong. So I, I would say he's at 70% of his ceiling. Yeah. The, the thing that's, that gets me right now is, is like, obviously football, it's, it's, it doesn't matter how you get the win, you get the win, right? You could throw four interceptions in a game and still get the win. Look and at it's, that Saints game. It's, it's still good, right? But, like, objectively, if you were to look at Jordan Love's stats and, from this game and I didn't tell you the result of it, you there there is nothing that would impress you about it. Even yeah. if I showed you the fourth quarter stats where he played his best football, he was still seven of seventeen, I believe, a hundred some yards. I uh, think was yeah, like it was hundred and two yards. He got like seventy two yards of like pass interference. Like yeah, there's. He's an elite draw of pass interferences. Also, <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. Also, JB from the View is a good point. I missed it, Matt. You're mixing up Lee Corso and Lou Holtz. Matt Hamilton is the the I would say the most vile <laughs> hater of old people. He really Matt is. Hamilton they all the same? hates they're old all people so much. I didn't realize that they're the same person. Lou Holtz is the guy that sounds like a cartoon character. Like, can you pull Lou Holtz? Uh, some audio. Yeah, yeah, I'll pull some. He Lou sounds Holtz like, like, like I'm gonna pull up what he looks like. Because like you're right, de- deputy dog. Like he sounds a little bit like you can't really understand him. I've seen him speak at private events. Again, not my not my guy. But Lou oh, Holtz. that guy. Okay, yeah, he he does. Look. <laughs> I do remember what this. Yeah, that is not the one who puts the hats on college game day. <laughs> Hi four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you get into the show? Someone got Big Mag on Twitter, so I will clear this up for you. Yards per attempt. Jordan Love, his peers so far this year are Sam Howell, Josh Dobbs, Deshaun Watson, Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill. Above him, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, oh, Baker Mayfield is is also a peer of his. Matthew Stafford is in front of him. Derek Carr, C.J. Stroud, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, uh, Brock Purdy, and Tua. So right now, Jordan Love yards per attempt, which does include his outlier of a game of the Bear game because it's lower than it's closer to six the last two games, but it was 
much better during the Bear game. But that inca- that counts, just yeah. like two as an outlier. Two was number one at ten, which is incredibly high. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was at seven point something during his first year as a starter. So whatever you want to get all in your feelings about, Jordan Love has to get better at his completion percentage, and he has to get better at his yards per attempt if he's going to be an elite quarterback. Those are facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. So get in your feelings all you want. It's not about my feelings. Jordan Love has time to do it. But 50... What, what exactly? Like I'll give you 55% the exact... 55% right now, I think. 53%. And that's including a game he played against the Chicago Bears. And he's at 53% completion percentage. Okay? I'm not saying he's bad at football. I'm just saying, are you... Is it time to get out of the honeymoon phase with Jordan Love or are we staying in it? We can still focus on only well, the positives. And I'm fine with focusing on the positives. There's plenty. Yeah. He's got a. He's very efficient as far as not turning the ball over. He is very calm, cool, and collective. He knows this offense great because he's been in it for four years. Mm-hmm. So I still want to circle back to the original question I asked, 844-770-3776. How close to the... Um, his ceiling. ceiling is Jordan Love. Let's first get out to Dana Madison as far as credit in the Saints game. Hey, Dan. Yeah, hi. Hey, Dan. Yeah, hi. Um, actually, it's Don. But anyway, oh, that's um, my bad. so first, bad, Don. first I can't I can't say you know it's like for my daughter Taylor Swift's a bigger uh, <laughs> yeah. bigger star <laughs> than uh, Kelsey, but uh, uh, two. I would say the biggest thing that I see with Jordan Love that's really missing is a lot of his touch passes, and obviously is deep. But, you know, a lot of the passes that were caught um, were just spectacular. I believe were more spectacular catches as opposed to spectacular throws because some of those were just layout diving. I'm going to do everything for my QB that I possibly can, and that's what you expect from your wide receivers. But definitely on the, a lot of the long passes, I mean, he's like 8 to 10 yards past the guy with his throws. Right, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I think. <clears throat> that's what will he'll have to do to become that next level, you know, Kirk Cousins, that kind of you know maybe even a step above Kirk Cousins to be that good. He'll have to have that kind of throw. Um, my third thing is I really just I have a question for you guys. Who do you think actually orchestrated the fourth quarter comeback for the Packers? Uh, thanks for the call, Don. Interesting. I guess. Well, obviously, if you're talking about orchestrating it. I mean, Jordan Love, but... Or LaFleur. Or LaFleur, but I would give, and I guess this is different than the credit, I'd still say the defense orchestrated, because the offense did diddly-poo. All game, for three quarters, jack squat, bupkis, nada, and the defense kept on giving him the ball back. Remember, the defense only gave up... uh, I guess Ten points. Yeah, ten points there. So the defense did their job. The offense didn't do their job for three quarters. The offense hadn't done their job for four quarters in a row going back to the Atlanta game. Right. The offense kept on getting the ball back over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then finally, for the first time in four quarters, the offense did something. And they did it when it mattered. So like that that carries weight and that matters. Mm-hmm. But so does the other part. So I'm just trying to paint a, a contextual picture of Jordan Love. We don't know what he is. But I do think that at some point, if we're still in the honeymoon phase, that's fine. And he could go out against Detroit. It's fully, I would not be surprised if he goes out to Detroit and plays a better and more efficient game. But I also would not be surprised if he kind of continues this trend of up and down 
against better opponents. Against Chicago, well, look, against Chicago, the first half, they didn't do anything. They were not good offensively in the first half. It they was had, slow start. They yeah. had an amazing third quarter, and the fourth quarter didn't matter. And was, a lot of the passing yards Jordan Love had were well, off and, that and, one screen yeah, pass. Yeah, that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to pick on that because, look, that's just how it goes. They're building the offense out. But now they get Aaron Jones back, so that yeah. should make his life. Well, so they should, have, should. Yes. So they don't have – I mean, there was injuries, you know, obviously for – This past week, yeah. Yeah, and the week before. But – this is all part of the picture for Jordan Love. So I think anyone, there's no way you can say Jordan Love is not going to be a capable NFL starter. I think at a bare minimum, we know that. Like yeah. At a bare minimum, I think we can feel comfortable saying that. To I mean, people trying, I, I think there's a lot of wish casting of like, oh, he's just Aaron Rodgers again. <laughs> yeah, if that, Aaron Rodgers was doing what Jordan Love was doing, people are freaking out. And Jordan Love is not a rookie. He's a fourth-year player in this league. He's a first-time starter. But the offense isn't new to him, and the player personnel isn't new to him. That doesn't take down what he's doing, but also understand that we are really looking at him through rose-colored glasses. Right. And then to, to the point of the question, I don't really think Jordan Love is orchestrating anything yet. It's, it's Matt LaFleur who is orchestrating it and handing the plan off to his field general who is running the plan. Now, yeah, Jordan Love is... Has to go off script every once in a while. If he can't find his guy and he has to scramble for 10 yards to get the first down. And if you want to call that kind of uh, that creative freedom when a play breaks down, orchestrating, like then maybe I could give it to you to, for Jordan Love. But I don't think Jordan Love's at the line of scrimmage, audibling out of plays, changing because of certain protections and coverage schemes. He is. It, this is the Matt Lafleur's brainchild. So like, I and I I'm not trying to like take Jordan Love down a peg, I think we just got to remember that this guy, as much as he is like familiar with this offense, he is not familiar with reading professional defenses and people that now have game script and are planning for Jordan Love. He needs to put his full confidence in Matt LaFleur. So and he is. Like, that's when you're looking for someone who orchestrated that fourth quarter, I mean, as far as calling the plays and getting it done... Matt LaFleur had the right game plan, but the credit for the fourth quarter, that goes to the defense for forcing the other team's defense to be on the field and just be gassed. Rutledge is an idiot guy proving that he is an idiot. Some would say Jordan Love could be as good this year as Rodgers was last year. Mic drop. He's not. He is currently not as good. I'm sorry, going four quarters against Atlanta and New Orleans without scoring a point is not good. Completing 53% of your passes is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. If you want to focus on just the touchdown-interception ratio, sure, Packers are 3-0 and if they have Aaron Rodgers. Unquestionably, they're 3-0 and if they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and if you're going to bring up Aaron Rodgers last year, that was a very not-good right, version but, but, of Aaron Rodgers. Right, and that's well, just another guy's point as last year. Yeah. But it's already false because Aaron Rodgers would have hung 50 on the Bears, and they beat Atlanta, and they, and they, they still beat New Orleans. They're not in this hole. Like That's my point. The Packers yeah. are... We're, we're, we all. We're here's the thing. Here's, right now. That's a great point. That's we're like you know blind. what? That's the poll question. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Are we love blind when we look at uh, when we Jordan evaluate love. Jordan Love? Are we are we a little too whipped, guys? Are we whipped? No, by Jordan no. Love? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> love blind. 
Okay, whatever you're in, Sadomasochist. Sadomasochist will shine back there. Masochist. That's not the word. I mean, I'm saying we're like we're under his spell. Like Kinky we just love him too much. In the back. Yeah, love blind. <laughs> you're love blind, right? Love blind. Whip's another word to use. Oh. That's another word you would use with your friend. You're saying you're too. You're I blinded sh- by all of the stuff she says to you. Like, no, you're whipped. Really? <laughs> that is a common phrase. Don't no. no I'm gonna Urban Dictionary this in the break. I <laughs> what kind of whipped? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about, <laughs> Ben Hamilton. I don't. Do cool you know what whipped. He, what's that? Cool, cool whipped. whipped. <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> whipped <laughs> is a phrase you use when a friend of yours is in a relationship with someone uh-huh. and they simply cannot get out from under their spell. What is Whatever they him? say. Whip, not whipping it. You're saying you're whipped by them. It's by not them, like, like you're, you're the significant other. Yeah, you're whipped. Like you're on a leash, essentially. Oh, okay. Like they control you. Is okay. the idea. Mm. They, the person. They, they, the uh, the other in the relationship who has the upper hand, yes. Right. So you would say, like, he's Jen whipped? Jen whipped. <laughs> hey Look, did you ever watch uh, Tiger King? Remember the TV show? Uh, remember Tiger the, King? Tiger King. Oh, Tiger King. Ti- yeah. Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger King. There was Carol Baskin. She had her husband who was on the leash out all fours. That guy was whipped. <laughs> oh, fair. Okay. That, that is the textbook definition of whipped. No, I knew what it was. I just wanted you to break it Same down. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> oh, I it. Know. I can tell. I know. I just wanted to see how far you were going to take that there. Yeah. The folks at Canopy Wealth Management can take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. After all, no family fits generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't just a tagline. It's a promise. At canopy-wealth.com. Uh, to get started with uh, them today and start your financial journey. That's canopy-wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rick and DeForest chimes in. The problem with people who are whipped is that they don't admit that they are whipped. So the poll question won't work. So we are asking you honestly, an honest assessment here. Are the, are we, are you the Packer fan? Love blind when evaluating Jordan Love. 844-770-3776. Matt Hamilton you're an Olympic gold medalist. That's also, I would say, a gold medal level headline for a newspaper. That's something the olds, Lou Holtz, yeah. would like a newspaper. He <laughs> loves his newspaper. Uh, he he waits, looks like somebody who likes He waits for old mad columnists to write about the glory days of when the Badgers only recruited uh, the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> Primetime Warshawn behind the glass. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside Matt Hamilton. You can get it to the show, 844-770-3776. Are we love blind when it comes to evaluating Jordan Love? And I want to be clear on this because people get, I think, they, uh, the opposite of their uh, their beer goggles on or like they're drinking the Kool-Aid. They get like red when I talk anything that's not perpetually positive about the Packers. Jordan Love, is he's, he already is going to be, he looks like a capable NFL starter. So now we're arguing like how good is he going to be. And... That's what we we still got to determine, right? And so we can. I'm if 
we could be love blind, and we have been. I mean, Monday, an overreaction Monday, we didn't talk about the three quarters before the fourth quarter. No. An overreaction Monday during the I loss. Didn't see it. Right. Then the overreaction <laughs> Monday on their loss. Uh, all they focused and everything was blaming the defense. The win, nobody even gives Nichols worth the credit to the defense. So, and that's how, that's how it goes. That, that's how it's going to go. But usually, in a loss, the, the quarterback takes the blame and they get the credit for the win. Currently, Jordan Love, in a case for this love line, is getting credit for only the good things and zero blame for the bad things. Right. And I'm fine with that if that's what we want right now. That's what you can do. But if you're trying to evaluate how close to his ceiling he is. After all of last year and our the quarterback hate that we had. Well, and that's the thing, Matt. It makes I I do not accept that we can just look over any of these blemishes that right now people would absolutely be losing their mind if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. Even if we were two and one in the exact situation we are right now, and Aaron Rodgers had the exact same stats as Jordan Love. Everybody would be losing their mind, calling for Rogers' job. Like, that's my issue. Is and and I'm with you, Jim. I'm I'm fine with being cool with Jordan Love and trying to be positive. And I also think he's going to be a competent NFL quarterback. He has impressed me more than I thought he would to this point. And that's you're but, saying it as a bare minimum, not even like. He might go higher than competent NFL quarterback, right. but already he looks like he's a capable NFL yeah, quarterback. Yeah, 100%. And I just I, I just think it's it's just a very skewed metric right now. It's like just because he's new doesn't mean that you have to assume, like just give him all the credit for when things go well and then give him a, a pass when things don't go well. The guy was 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. If you want to go and blame the defense for that, fine. Imagine being a 300-pound or a 270-pound defensive lineman and having to be on the field in the fourth quarter for 12 minutes. 12 minutes as opposed to the other defense's three. That is how pathetic that Packers offense was in the fourth quarter against Atlanta, and we're going to blame the defense for that loss. Makes it, it blows me away. Aaron Rodgers would have gotten torched for going 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter. Nobody was saying that Jordan Love was pedestrian in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. They're saying the defense lost that game, and that is my issue. It's like we can still have a lot of hope for Jordan Love, think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, and maybe the Packers quarterback for the next five, maybe ten years. But we can still see a dud and call it a dud. We're afraid to do that, and I think that's the issue with what I'm seeing right now. So many love blind Packers who are afraid that if they dunk on Jordan Love that maybe Jordan Love will see it and then he'll be bad. Jordan Love is too poised. He does not care what you think. He is going to go out and play his best football that he can. That is a very good point that I feel like fans think they're being disloyal to Jordan Love if they bring up any sort of issues with Jordan Love. We'll continue this conversation on the other side. It's about that time when you're at the top of the hour. You can know what time it is and look stylish by going to Chalmers Jewelers. Get yourself a fancy new watch. You also can be on time and avoid being, I don't know, whipped if you don't want to be whipped in your relationship (laughs) by going to Chalmers Jewelers and getting a fine piece of jewelry over there. Customized, because that's what Chalmers Jewelers is about. They're local, they're custom, and they're the best. Go to Chalmers Jewelers. We're going to be there on Thursday for their gem sale. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.